to the Focus Film Podcast, a drink and an unedited, unplanned chat about film. Paul Williams joins us to talk about The Menu, Bad Sisters and The Muppet Christmas Carol Extended Edition. So here we are, the sixth episode of the Focus Film Podcast, and today we're joined by, I think Gareth just described him as writer extraordinaire. I did. Paul Williams. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome, Paul. (laughs) Thank you. Probably the first time I've ever been described as that, so that's nice. Not the last time. Why would people perhaps call you a writer extraordinaire? Tell tell Uh, the listeners, all all one of them, uh, who you are. Uh, okay, I'm Paul Williams, um, and I am a screenwriter. Um, I mainly write for television, so I write for my main job is writing for Doctors on BBC One, um, and I also have some projects in development too, like dramas, um, some of the BBC, and I have a film in development as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's my job. Award nominee as well, right? Correct. Only nominee though, I didn't win, but I get recently I was just nominated for um, an RTS Midlands Award. Amazing. um, In the best scripted category for one of my episodes of Doctors, which looked at restorative justice. So yeah, it was a, it was, it was cool. Nice. Love that. I I don't think we've had an award nominee on here. No. In uh, our (laughs) six episode podcast. (laughs) Have you ever won an award, Gareth? Um, Not a fish, like in work, obviously, you know, that sort of thing, like employee of the month, maybe once or twice, but not, not as anything as prestigious. I didn't have to wear a tie or a bow tie to accept it or be nominated, you know? Right. Well, now, now we're going to have to see how many episodes I can hold on to this mantle for. Um, (laughs) We're going to be so. clambering to find someone else who's won an award. <laughs> yeah, nominated. <laughs> yeah, love that. Well, that's a challenge. Our drink of choice today is wine. We've got wine. Talk, talk me through it, Gaz. What wine have was you... This mo- was this motivated by me being on the podcast? Yeah, I assumed so. It, it was, because when I asked you to be on it, you said, well, I'm going to need some wine. So right. <laughs> may as well tie it in. <laughs> I'm well, it's my uh, first ever podcast. Exactly, so yeah. First ever podcast. So I've gone for because I'm I'm going out after this. Uh I have to drive after this podcast. So I've gone for a low alcohol one. Ooh. So I still can't have too much. It's low, not no, you know. But it's uh Cabernet Tempranillo. That's the most British way of ever saying that, but <laughs> <that's what laughs> yeah, you definitely you definitely you definitely sound like a Brit abroad when when you said that. <laughs> Got a bit of red. How about you, Ennis? I've got a sticky Merlot. It, I did. It's not described as a sticky Merlot. I just picked <laughs> it up, and it's. I'm covered in it. What kind of pod? What kind of podcast is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've, I'm going to pour mine now. While Paul, what, what have you got? Um, I have a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, a Sauvignon B. Oh. Um, that's me. <laughs> is it a fancy one? I think. Oh Christ. Um, well, it's from M&S. Well, I was going to go, I was going to go, I was going to go fancier, but I thought like, then I'd have to probably drink the whole bottle and this would turn into a complete disaster. <laughs> yeah. Or a complete success. <laughs> well, yeah. I think it's more likely to go that way. We'll try, we'll try, the, we'll try that the second time. The second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, initially, me, the reason we came up with this idea is because we wanted to be drunk and record a podcast. <laughs> Essentially. And we still will do it one day, one day. Yeah, I keep having things on, though, um, after it, so I can't have a drink now. The yeah. first two, I was pretty hammered by the end. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the first, does it, is it the first or second that ends with you saying you're too bit tipsy? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of them. Anyway, cheers, lads. Well, cheers, yeah. Cheers. Clink, clink. Chin, chin. Um, and also, oh, I did drink. What an error. And can I also just say that I love your theme music to this podcast. Thanks. That's <clears throat> Mr. Charles Whitcomb that we have to thank. Yeah, it's, I, I very much enjoy that little tune. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a bit of a whiz. He's, uh, he's pretty, I literally said to him, we need a theme tune that has a bit of a break partway through. It needs to be fun. I think I sent him a couple of things like this sort of vibe and he sent it back the next day and it was like, yep, that'll, that'll do it. What a legend. <laughs> what a legend. So we've all sent our lists to each other and we're going to talk through them. So pick things out that we think are worth talking about on each other's lists. I've, I feel like I've not added something to my list, but I'm looking at it. I can't work out what it is. So it is what it is now. Um, Paul, is there anything in particular on either mine or Gareth's? Oh, have we lost Paul? I think we may have, but I thought you were covering we, it. We've I th- lost him. I thought you were... Just talking and hoping that he might come back on board. Oh, oh he's completely now we've gone. Now. Lost him. He's completely gone. So I don't know whether this, this will make the cut, but we we've got to keep going. I think it has. To, I mean, <laughs> he's gone. What, what do we do? Do you know? Because uh, um, the the recording won't pick the fact that he left up. Who knows what's going to pick no. up? That could be a bit of an extra slice after this of like yeah. him going. Oh It'll Christ! Him, oh, oh no! <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> Let's plow on. Oh. Shall, uh, do we? Let's, yeah. I mean, sh- should we pick some off Paul's list? Um, yeah, we can talk about him behind his back. There? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, um, or do you, or <laughs> he's, he's joining back in. Or should now. I pick? Oh, here we here go. We, go. we can talk oh. while, you know, this doesn't make very good podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, <laughs> I think we professionally, uh, moved past that. I think that was fine. Hello. Sorry. My internet went. It's dead. fine. We, we plowed on without we you. We covered it. Yeah. We oh, covered so nobody knows. Nobody will know. The other thing about this podcast is that we don't edit it. So that's going in. Oh, oh great. It's all in. <laughs> oh, God. It's all in. I was saying yes. before uh, we lost you that we've sent our list to each other. Do you want to pick something, Paul, as our guest off mine or Gareth's list that you want to talk about? So we won't talk about everything on these lists because yeah. it would be impossible. But pick something. Uh, the menu. Let's talk about that. So although I didn't watch it this month, um, I went to the London Film Festival and it was the surprise film. Um, so I saw it. Ah. Was that on, when was that? September? October? When did the film festival? I think October. it was October, yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, for those that don't know what the surprise film is at the film festival is you buy a ticket, you don't know what the film's going to be. It's a big secret. Um, it's really popular. So it was in the South Bank, um, yeah, in the festival hall at the South Bank Centre. And everyone sits down. You've no idea. They don't even announce the film before they start it. They just, the lights go down, it starts playing. Um, and we were um, in some serious film fans because there was a big cheer that people somehow just knew what it was um, before the title even came up. Um, and there were some big cheers. It was so it was, it was a popular it was a popular choice. Um, luckily, there is a title card towards the beginning, um, 
because there's been other years where sometimes it's like the films where the title card isn't till the end. You actually still don't, you might not know the title if you're not clued up. Um, so yeah, so no, it's, 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 yeah. So it's, um, it's a really fun way actually to come to a film because you're not really, you can't prep yourself for it. There's no like reading into what it's going to be or, you know, doing any background on it. You just have to accept what you're hit with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only similar thing I can relate is we went to the, one of the Odeon secret, what, what were they called? Oh, I can't Gareth? remember. Screen and screen unseen, is it? Yeah, yeah. Some, like sometimes that. they do the exact same thing just in the middle of the week where you don't know what you, you're signing up for. But yeah, it's a nice, it's exciting. And we went, and it was another round, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And that was again, like similar, like such a delight, like it was so good. But did you enjoy the menu, Paul? I really enjoyed it. I had no idea. I had like all I'd known about it really beforehand was that Ray Fiennes was in it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, it took me by surprise. So I didn't really know what kind of, because it was one of those films too. I don't think that the poster particularly gives away the genre too much. No, no, no. Um, so everything that kept happening, I was a bit like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> this is, this is bonkers. Like, but yeah, I really, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. We went last week. Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah. And yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it was one of the last, so um, <laughs> one of the last films I watched in the cinema before this. Yeah. It was great. And just, yeah, it just gets weirder and weirder with every. It really does. It's course. sick and twisted, isn't it? But it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And just, and it starts, I think it builds that really well. Cause it is, it's odd from the off. Like, you know, you know, there's something that's not quite. Right, and you're just thinking, oh, this is just, you know, that mm. it's just pretentious people doing something pretentious, um, and then just the way it escalates is really clever and shocking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so self-aware of the social commentaries it's making, isn't it? As well, that I think that's why that it doesn't feel because it's basically laughing at these pretentious people, and it's the audience are sitting there and laughing with, and you kind of on. Ray finds side for like his his motivations on things and then things start to get even weirder and I mean yeah we both sat I can't remember the I always like to think of our initial reactions Gareth because sometimes you always say that you don't know how I'm going to react but I think for that one we just both turned and nodded at each other yeah it was like, I think so <laughs> it was bloody good. yeah I really liked Nicholas Holt because I sort of felt like him I'm always that kind of one that's like come on let's get into it this is going to be great but he just got weirder and weirder uh, as the film yeah. went on as well. He is fantastic. I think he is so brilliant. And it's just as well, like he's he's one of those actors that is so, he really doesn't, he's not, there's no vanity, it doesn't seem. It's just like, he's just completely, it throws himself into whatever he's doing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And really good at comedy, like really good at comedy. He, he was in, I don't know if you've seen The Great, um, which is that TV show about Catherine the Great. No, no. Um, Again, like he's in that, he just plays this really obnoxious, but kind of funny character. Um, and yeah, just really, just, I just think he's great. He does, does comedy really well. I mean, I completely agree that in this, he's just like, he sits in the back and he is hilarious in it. Like, even though it's not being played for comedy necessarily. And that's kind of the same for the whole thing. There's so many bits that are delivered hilariously because of like, there's like little winks to the camera and things and yeah, I, I thought this was so, so good. So good. Yeah, really good. And the style of it too. Like I loved 
how it looked and how it was shot mm. and the cinematography and yeah, just all around great. And it's funny as well because it's there's a bit of a theme it seems at the minute for like um, going after the rich and the pretentious. Because the other, another film I saw at the film festival was Triangle of Sadness, um, mm. which you have to go and watch. It's really it's yeah, really I great. really want to see it. It, it. it like wasn't being shown near me. And then I have I like it's not been on anywhere since, but I really, really want to see that film. Yeah, I'd definitely recommend that. It's in the kind of in the same canon as the menu, I'd say. Another new film I really want to see, and it's not I didn't think I was that bothered, and then when I couldn't watch it, I was, is Living, which I know you've seen, Paul. It's on your list. Yes. So how was that? I really, really enjoyed it. Like it's um Again, I wasn't quite, I hadn't done a lot of like reading into it before I went to watch it. Uh, just, it was a Sunday afternoon, Bill Nye was in it. So that felt like a, a good match. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so went to watch it and it was just, I liked, again, it's like, the, it's got a particular style. Um, it's, it embraces the sort of like, I think it's kind of meant to be like a 40s, um, 50s-esque film, 40s, I think. Um, and... So it's it's shot in I think it's even ratio sort of four three, um, oh, and okay. has that sort of classic film kind of grainy sort of look to it, and it's it's a really basic simple story. It's you know like the story isn't going to be anything that doesn't feel massively original. Well, it's 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 a remake, isn't it? Anyway, of um, a director's film that I cannot pronounce their name, so I will not try, um, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just really, I just think, I thought it was really well done. I think some people might find it a bit um, sentimental. Like it, it, it's, it is sort of kind of your classic tale of t- telling you to sort of like kind of embrace the now and the moment and not letting things, life just kind of pass you by. But I thought, I did feel like it had enough edge to it to kind of balance out the sentimentality. Um, so I... Really enjoyed it. I, don't, I think, like I said, I think some people might think it's a bit too sickly sweet, um, but I just, I, it was exactly what I needed. You know, sometimes like you go and watch a film, and I always think like sometimes your first reaction can be so dictated by the mood that you're yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes you can watch an amazing film, and you can just be in the wrong mood for it, and you come away being like, "What? What was that?" You know. Um, this was the film I needed on that Sunday in that moment, and it just really touched me and kind of like lifted my spirits tell you what Alice he's good isn't he I love that yeah. <laughs> I love that as a response yeah <laughs> there we go so go and watch it <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Want to. definitely Gareth yeah tell <laughs> tell people about Winter Wednesdays because I'm looking at your list and mm. for other people you might look at it and go love actually it's not even Christmas yet it's not even December but what, what's Winter Wednesdays? Let me walk you through it. So a few years walk ago, okay. uh, Sarah Should and I... Should I get up? No, I'm going to, you know, just okay. picture, this, picture the scene. Right, okay, do I'll do my best. A few years ago, me and Sarah compiled a list of Christmas films we needed to get through, but we just didn't have enough time. And we thought, you know what, let's start early. Let's do one a week and we'll just, you know, just make a thing of it. And How it was, early did you start? Usually start of October, Paul. So oh, wow. it started, I think, as Mistletoe Monday, then Tinsel Tuesday <laughs> comes in now and again. Festive Friday, maybe. <laughs> Can't do anything with Thursday. Thistletoe. 
or you know, <laughs> um, no Father one's, Christmas. So, <laughs> so, but this year's Winter Wednesday, anyway. So basically, pick a festive film. So at the start of uh, in October, it'll be horror. Moving into Nightmare Before Christmas, maybe. Then something we watched when Harry met Sally, sort of autumnal vibes. But also along with that is a festive snack of some kind. So it could be a jacket potato with cheese and beans, nice and warming. Or uh, last week we did um, a Christmas baguette. So (laughs) it was a corn roast, Paxo stuffing and cranberry sauce baguette. Or a mince pie one week, you know, simple as. Bloody hell. You, you and Sarah really know how to live. Honestly. <laughs> I like that you've got more festive as well, because when you said jacket potato, I was like, okay. Well, that's autumnal. <laughs> right, yeah. That is, yeah. <laughs> but it is, um, I can't, it is recording this on Wednesday and I can't do it. We can't do it today. Um, and yesterday we were going to do Tinsel Tuesday, but the England Wales game was on. Correct. And, but tomorrow we're decorating the tree, so it is going to be uh, Thistle Thursday. Right. Or... I was about I was about to question your commitment to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow yeah. you have to go all out. You have to you have to really do everything. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Do you have a particular film? I have a film that I have to watch when I decorate the Christmas tree. Do you have a particular film uh, you have to have on? No, we have the music. So we have yeah. Christmas music oh, okay. usually, but uh, there are certain Christmas films I have to have on every year. Yeah. If like Love Actually is one of them, then The Holiday and The Muppet Christmas Carol is the other one. Those are my three non That's my Christmas tree. That's my Christmas tree film, Muppet's Christmas Carol. Is it? Nice. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, it's classic. I've got it on vinyl this year, the soundtrack, and I didn't have a vinyl Ooh. player last year when I received that gift and I'm buzzing. I can't wait to listen to to that tomorrow oh my god did you tomorrow. know that there's an extended version coming out on Disney Plus of The Muppet Christmas Carol I am so thrilled about this because when I had um, the VHS this is how old I am I know what you're um, going to say Paul what, I had the song on it it had the song the love um, is gone the, song? the love, love is gone is that's gone. it and mm-hmm. then obviously DVDs came out, bought the DVD, and when the song, it just skipped, it cuts from the song. And they're I all was. crying, aren't they, for no reason? Yeah, for no reason. Just, it's sad. They broke up, tears. Um, <laughs> so, Alice, you haven't seen this version? No, I, oh, I didn't know it existed. <laughs> this is the theatrical oh. cut. Yeah. You, and how you, long is the extended edition? Like, is it just that song? Two, two minutes <laughs> I, think, I think it's, it is just that song. Right, yeah. It's not like Return of the King where it adds like 45 minutes of content. No, but I would be up for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For that film, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So, I am very, very excited about it. I'm I'm just hoping now it has the same effect on me as I remember because sometimes you revisit things and you'll be like... Oh, okay. Um, but no, it's, it's, um, I'm, I will, I'm really thrilled. I will add a counter argument to that though, that I used to skip that bit on the VHS because I found it boring. <gasps> you're the reason they cut it. People I'm like part you, of the Gareth. problem. Yep. Yeah. You're banned from watching the, the beauty that is the extended That's fine. Engine. That's fine. I can't wait to watch it and tell you what, whether I liked it or didn't. Uh, it's exciting. Okay, great. I, I expect a whole episode dedicated <laughs> just to this subject. <laughs> 
Nice. Uh, Gareth, anything you want to pick out from either uh, list? Yes. I was just about to do another glass of wine, but I will ask this question. Um, well, they all seem to be directed at you, Paul, but I noticed we both got a similar thing on our list, Bad Sisters, which I just started watching a few days ago. It is a an Apple TV TV series, not a film, and it's fantastic. It's amazing so far. Uh, it's based in. Is it? It's not. Is it Dublin? It's based in. It's yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think it's like a suburb, like somewhere outside of Dublin, because it's yeah, a, a suburb of Dublin by the sea. And it's basically this family. It starts off at a funeral, and everyone's not very sad about it. And then the whole series is about why they're not very sad about it and how that funeral came to be. I'm only three episodes in mind. Paul, you're five episodes in. I'm five in. You... I am really, really enjoying it. Um, I mean, it's Sharon Horgan, mm-hmm. um, who people will know from like Catastrophe. She's, I think it's adapted from a, I want to say Danish TV show. Oh, was it? Um, mm. Yeah. And... I mean, gosh, I should be fact-checking myself before I make these kind of claims. Um, but Sharon Horgan nah, just is say the, it. Just, like, wing it. Is the, is the co-creator and lead writer on it. Um, so people might know her from Catastrophe. Um, everything she does. I mean, she's just, she is brilliant and she seems to turn everything to gold. Um, it's got a really great tone. It's a bit dark. It's funny. And it's just, actually, the other thing that's really nice about it is that it is about these, like, this group of sisters um, and them trying to take down the one sister's husband who's abusive, who is one of the most hateful characters I've ever I, seen. I was going to say, this John Paul Williams, isn't it? I know. Imagine, like, so my name's obviously Paul Williams. And there's, it starts and there's like, there's a, there's a scene early on and it's like, um, and it's his, like, you know, there's like the brass nameplate on the coffin. Mm-hmm. And it says John Paul Williams. And I'm like, thank God the John is in there because I'd be questioning if I had <laughs> peed somebody off and they were killing me in um in a yeah. fictional way. Although I also connecting fact between our two th- that on that subject, Paul Williams was also the composer of the music and songs in The Muppets Christmas Carol. No way. Good night, everyone. <laughs> That's it. Just to finish it there. We can't beat that. That's yeah. We've peaked Which means I, six. as much as I could ever try, I will never be the most talented Paul Williams because uh, how do you beat the guy who wrote the songs for the Muppet Christmas Carol and Bugsy Malone? Like you just, you just That's can't. true. That's depressing when you came to that realisation, surely. You must have gone, oh, <laughs> Thank God the wine's here. <laughs> Gareth, pick something else. Oh, uh, right. Uh, let, me, let me go with your list, Alice. Let's go into your list a little bit. Um, I want to pick out Spirited. Let's go with Spirited. First of all. Yep. Go on. What do you think? It's shit in it. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a text from the mother-in-law or to be mother-in-law saying, it's amazing. And I was like, yeah, don't read my review, Julia. Cause uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not very good. Yeah, it's not, is it? It's like just, I think, genuinely, I think the problem is Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, who I like in a lot of things. There's also times that I don't think they've quite worked as well, but together their comedy is so similar that it never quite works. It doesn't feel like there's a dynamic between two different people. 
Like it's just the same kind of jokes being thrown and they never quite land. I don't think I laughed once. Mm. My problem was I think that the the two there was two characters stories going on that were a similar. Like you didn't know what the film who the film was really about. Yeah. It was a bit like that. Have you seen it, Paul? I haven't. Um don't bother. But mainly because as well, like it's a bit is it a Christmas film? Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit it's a bit too early for me to start watching Christmas films, if I'm honest. I have a bit of a it has to be December. Wow. I to, to, I'm I'm like that with like any other if it's a new release, I'll watch it because I think, well, I don't have the festive connection to that film yet. So right. if there's a new release that comes out in November, because for some reason they often do, like the Guardians Christmas special, that came out in November as well. That's great fun, by the way. Um, but the like, I wouldn't watch Elf until December, for example, or Die Hard, or any of those. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I, maybe I'll watch it. I mean, you've not sold it to me no. or anybody. <laughs> but oops. You know, let's. I'll. I'll, I'll see if um, it turns out that Gareth's mother-in-law to be or Gareth actually has the better taste in music. I mean, um, in films. Yeah, like that this, is true. True. She she does watch the twenty four hour Christmas channel. <laughs> Channels you can oh imagine. God. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. I mean, we already know the answer to this question, but I was just trying to. <laughs> Sorry. There was Julia. one on the other day. Sorry to be crude, but it was shot like a porno. It was dreadful. I was watching it and I was like, "This is obscene." And I, it, honestly, it was awful. And like the. Are you sure you were on the right channel? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like 95% sure. But one of the guys came in, like, it was so funny. He walked through like a conservatory door. I don't even know what this one's called. I can't even tell you what it's called. But he walked into like a kitchen and everyone's having a Christmas party. And he went, don't worry, guys, Santa's arrived. And then this kid comes through and goes, where? And he he just looks and then looks at the camera and he goes, oops. I was like, <laughs> at no other point did they like break the fourth wall, reference the audience. And then he looked straight down the camera and went, I was like, oh my God, this is dreadful. Next. It was, it was awful. Um, the other one I wanted to bring up, because you've both seen it, I've not, is uh, My Policeman. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and Paul uh, admitted <laughs> yesterday he may not have been awake the whole time. Uh-huh. Yes. I could see how that might have happened. <laughs> Discuss. So I, I always find it so weird. Like, um, I don't tend to do film reviews of any sort because, like, working within that realm, like, it, I know how hard it is yeah. to mm-hmm. make a film. Like, you know, the the effort it takes. Like, you know, as consumers, we're just like, you know, we turn up, and obviously, it's our right to like it, dislike it, and you know, we just we we we're not aware necessarily of the process to get to that point, um, and the blood, sweat, and tears that people have put into it. Because I think there is that thing of like movie making is a bit of magic. Like you can put all the good, you can try and make a good, put all the good parts together and hope that it will come up with something amazing. And sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it does have that magic and it and it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I wasn't enthralled by, <laughs> that was a really big preamble into a really basic review. But, um, but what you said about like, you see the bloods that don't know the blood, sweat and tears that go into movie making this. I think the reason this is so bad is because it doesn't feel like there has been blood, sweat and it all feels a bit half-assed. But I can guarantee that there will have been like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. no, nobody ever sets out to make a bad film. No, no, no. I don't think, you know, like, so it's just, but it just, 
I was quite excited. Like for, to be honest, it ticked all of. I love a period, you know, set drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I love um, an LGBTQ plus um, theme, mm-hmm. where you know, like or stories that are being dealt with. You know, I, as a gay writer, like I wish there were more. Um, the thing that was a bit disappointing for me was that I kind of felt like I had seen versions of this so many times um, that it just didn't necessarily present anything particularly fresh um, story-wise, in my opinion. Um, So yeah, so I did just find it all a bit dour. Like I I wanted a bit more, like, you know, I've seen Harry Styles perform his songs and he's full of charm and got a twinkle in his eye. And I I just sort of felt like it was missing that kind of, a bit of joy in it, really. Mm. This might be really unfair, but it kind of felt like if Harry Styles wasn't in it, it would have just slipped under the radar and no one would have seen it. It's only gained, because it had like quite a lot of traction. There was a lot of like, my policeman's out, that's a big release. I kind of felt like it was only a big release because it was being promoted as the next Harry Styles film. Yeah. And I wonder if that might have done it some damage rather yeah, possibly, than yeah. good, yeah. because there are some, there's some great actors in that film. So yeah, I was, I was, maybe I'll get another chance one day, um, but it wasn't, I did find myself Again, it was on a Sunday, <laughs> opposite experience to living. Um, and it felt like a good choice for a Sunday film. Um, and yeah, didn't didn't blow me away. I'm going to say some words. Have you guys heard of Zen, Grogu and Dust Bunnies? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> it's, um, it's a merge of, it's like is this three from minutes. One of, is this from another one of those channels? <laughs> no, no. no, no. <laughs> I promise. It's like three minutes long and it's on Disney+. Plus. And it's a like little Mandalorian short about Baby Yoda, but it's done oh, by yeah. Studio Ghibli. Oh, so wow. Studio Ghibli have done like, it's all like drawn animation and it's just him with these, what they're calling dust bunnies. And it's just a little cool little animation, but it's, it's just a, a weird merge of Lucasfilm and Studio Ghibli. And they've made this, but it's definitely worth like, it's called Zen. That's the starting and it is like really relaxing, really chilled out. And on that as well, I don't think I've written it down, but I have watched it. Zenimation. If you're ever like, like I've been doing it when I've been writing stuff or working a little bit on the computer and had it on the background. Zenimation, it's like they've taken all the soundtrack and score out of Disney films. And it's just like the core audio. So it's like really, really, so like there's Moana building a boat in the sea. And it's all like real sound effects as if she's actually there building the boat. And it's just the most relaxing thing. So if people need something just for a bit of chill, then Zenimation on Disney Plus is definitely worth checking out. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Mm. I will make a note of both of those things. Um, talking of, um, I'm just looking, if I saw that Gareth has watched episode one on his list, um, Andor. Hmm. Uh, have you watched any of it, Ellis? I didn't. I don't think I wrote it down, but I've watched the first two episodes. Okay, discuss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How far are you have you watched any, Paul? I have watched all of it. Wow, I've heard that it's one of the best Star Wars pieces since the originals. I think it is phenomenal. Like it is so brilliant. Um, I was I was always a fan of Rogue One. I think it's one of the if not the best new Star Wars um, film. And I mean, it's got some amazing talent behind it. So it's like um, Tony and Dan Gilroy. So, um, you know, 
people behind the Bourne films. Um, Bo Willimon has written some of the episodes who wrote House of Cards on Netflix. Um, and so that just kind of gives you the idea of the kind of vibe it has. Like, so although it's dressed up as a Star Wars, um, it's quite espionage um, it's political and it is just so good. Like the way the story builds, I have to admit like the first couple of, cause I'd seen people sort of raving about it and I watched the first two and was like, Oh, this is a bit, bit slow. Um, I'm not quite sure I'm gripped yet. And it was just one of those TV shows that the more you watched, the more you were like excited for the next episode. And it is just so sophisticated, but enjoyable and, yeah, it's just massively done in the way that it's it all comes together. Um, I won't give any spoilers because I just, it, but it it's definitely worth watching. And I'd also say it's definitely worth watching if you're, you know, if you're into sort of like political thrillers and maybe not into Star Wars. Um, it's, I think you might like it regardless of sort of the genre. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I need to get on yeah, it. Well, I'm definitely going to finish it now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Alice. Hello. It's question time. It is. We're halfway through. It's question time. I've gone with a question that I think everyone has an answer to, or I hope everyone has an answer to now. Let's see. What is your favourite TV Christmas advert of all time? Jesus. Ooh. So it started with John Lewis... Or maybe it was, but John Lewis in recent years, it was a big deal. John Lewis releasing their Christmas advert. And then it kind of became a battle between places, other places like Sainsbury's and uh, Argos and Tesco and Aldi and all of these places to make better Christmas adverts. So obviously a John Lewis advert is probably the one, like definitely the one that springs to my mind. But is there something else that sticks in your head as the best TV Christmas advert? I've got it. Well, yeah, I've got it. For me, anyway, it's, um, it's a Toys R Us advert. It's a magical place where that's what reminds me of Christmas. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> was that was that Christmas was that Christmas specific though? Wasn't that just all year round? Yeah, but I th- I was what I was watching. No, so, okay. no, sorry, you go. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching some Christmas advert show the other day, like top ones, and it was there because it has like it's a bit twinkly, and I think they used to print also- bang it out at Christmas time. You are really primed for this question. I'm sitting here racking my mind thinking, oh God, like what are the Christmas adverts? I can flip it on its head and tell you which one I absolutely hate that's played every year. And Go on. It also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here, here I am bringing the Christmas spirit. Um, and I also hate, I'll, okay, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the thing that really annoys me and see if you can guess which the advert is. Everybody on Facebook says, once they've seen it, it's oh, Christmas now. Yeah, yeah. It's the Coke advert. Correct. No, get I, out. Yeah, I hate it. I what? absolutely... I don't, I don't know if it's the advert particularly that I hate or just that everybody says once they've seen it that now mm. it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't stand it. I, I really have an aversion. Wow. To, so, sorry, I know I'm probably like annoying everybody well, who is listening to this. <laughs> I'm one of those people that, I mean, I don't 
write about it, but I'm one of those people that I see it. I'm like, there we go. Here we I get excited the first time I see it. I can't lie. It's are not even a particularly start, good advert. It's just, are you going to, are you going to start, are you going to start writing about it now that you know? Yeah. 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 Me so Every much. year I'm going to be like, it's Christmas now at Paul Williams. Just in the Coke advert. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't stand it. Ellis, were you a family that grew up watching The X Factor every year? Yeah. Is that probably why? I think, yeah, definitely. But we, so where we used to live, our neighbour Lucy was mad on Christmas. Mm -hmm. And whenever the Coke advert would come on. (laughs) I thought you were going to say she's mad on Coke. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever the Christmas advert used to come on, the Coke advert used to come on, she'd run across the road and come in and like have a drink. Like she was like, it's it's Christmas because the Coke advert's been on. It was a massive thing. So that's just in my head from being a kid. Like, well, that's that my, that's my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, it's not I think just like, online, it's in reality too. Uh, it's not my, fa- I think my favourite is the John Lewis with the boxer dog on the trampoline. I love that I one. I wasn't a fan. Uh, oh, what? I love that one. That was good fun. There was a Sainsbury's one um, in the trenches. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, that one was nice. Yeah. yeah. That but yeah. Uh, maybe I'll pick that one. Thank you. (laughs) Saints did another really good one with the, they all were singing. It was like a nativity style show. And then a kid was dressed as a plug and he jumped into the socket. Oh yes. No, I want to change. I want to change that. (laughs) That's that, that the kid jumping at the plug kid. That was the best. That was joyful. That was so good. Mm -hmm. Gareth, what is your answer? The Sainsbury's trench one or. Um, Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Why not? Nice. The first one that came nice. to mind was Toys R Us, but you know. Oh yes, sure, the Toys R Us one. Yeah, sorry. But we've re- he's reevaluated. <laughs> yeah. I should probably go for quality, not uh, a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's talk about Focus Film briefly this month and what we've been doing on there and what we've been. It's been a fairly quiet month, to be fair. At Focus, we've we've been busy with life, but. We've got a few things. So we've got some reviews. Gareth, a review went up today when we're recording this of Spirited. Mm, yeah. Yeah. We talked a little bit about it, but yes. Do you want me to say any more or not? I mean, you don't have to if you don't want it. I gave it a two star. Um, did, yeah. as, as we can imagine, it wasn't great. There's an advert on Instagram I saw that was better than the film. It was like an Apple advert. Oh yeah, you sent me that. Yeah. And it, it was like Ryan Reynolds Plus and they went through all the features of Ryan Reynolds and that was pretty funny. I think they're fun. They are funny. Like this, what's what I'm like, what? Because Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell are funny people, Mm. but not so much in this. Yeah. Maybe for balance, you could get your mother-in-law to be to write her review. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do a spoiler special, me and her. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Disenchanted came out. Ollie reviewed that. He gave it a three star. I'd probably give it a two, but it's... He, he goes on to too. say, basically, if, if you're a fan of the original, you'll probably like it. But I disagree with that. I think it the first one's a fish out of water story. And this one brings the water back to the fish. I don't, it's <laughs> like it, instead of having Giselle kind of running around New York, it's got Giselle in a fantastical place. And it just is annoying. Or I thought it was anyway. I would like us to start a new genre of film called, um, what would, how did you just phrase it? Water back to the fish. (laughs) (laughs) Bring the water back to the fish. It's a classic water back to the fish story. This is why you're not an award winner just yet, Alice. I mean, I mean, there could be some serious innovation about to happen. Like, you know. It's coming. 
the new wave is coming. But just but just remember, most geniuses aren't appreciated in their time. So you know, That's true, yeah, yeah, it might be mind. posthumously. Yeah. <laughs> in, in my living life, yeah, in my life, I'll be laughed at. Yeah, what a legacy, though. Yeah, and then you'll and then you'll get all the awards after that. Yeah, um, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I gave a four star. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've spoken this film an awful lot. So I'll just say that it's a brilliant send off to Chadwick Boseman, if not a little bit flawed in places. I overlooked all of that because of how stunning moments of the dialogue and the grieving kind of moments are. Um, I'd also add in that we uh, did the spoiler podcast this we month. Did. So if you haven't listened to it, What's go that? back and check it. So we picked two films, one classic film, one newer release. So oh, it was yes. Banshees oh. of Inner Sarin and can't even, it's gone. Social Network. Social Network. Yeah. And we talked about them in more detail than we would in this podcast, which is a bit more spoiler free. So go and check it out. And we'll be picking our ones for the spoiler special for this month at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, it will be out by the time this is out. So I'll mention it that there's now on Focus Film, a blog basically telling you what's out in December and where you can find it. There's so many streaming services now and so uh, much going on at cinemas and you can't really tell what's on where that we've kind of tried to put it all in one place so that you can just see what's on and where to see it and Hopefully that's helpful. So you can check that out at focusfilms.online as well as everything else we've just spoken about. That sounds very handy. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> You're our consumer in all this. You're like the people's yes, I am. voice. I am, literally, I am literally just sat here watching yeah. you both on Zoom. What's this? I'm nodding like, this sounds, this sounds great. <laughs> uh, let's move into what we will also be doing in December as a blog, which will be our top five Christmas films of the 21st century. And we're going to pick that top five list right here and now by having a chat about some of our favourites. So this is any film released since 2000 that has been, in our opinion, a Christmas film. Any glaringly obvious places to start from either of you? The Polar Express. Do you know what? Shamefully, I've never seen that. That's bad, isn't it? I mean, maybe that disqualifies me from having an opinion (laughs) on the rest of this list. Tell you what, Paul, I've got a 3D TV, right? So you have to come around and watch it because it has to be watched in 3D, I feel. Right. You've been babbing on about Polar Express in 3D for ages. That's what it was made for. I feel like he's he's only brought this up so he can brag about having a 3D (laughs) telly. I I will take you up on that offer, Gareth. Sure. um, I don't know why I've never watched it. Do you know, when you when you sent through uh, the list of sort of potentials of what could be we could choose from, I realised that most of my Christmas films are from the last century. <laughs> um, <laughs> which who knows what that says about me. Um, the thing I think. Sorry to. I've just totally dismissed the Polar Express. I'm not. I'm like <laughs> sorry. No, not talking about that. <laughs> um, I mean, love actually does stand out for me on the list. Strangely, I actually did go to see that at the cinema when it first came out and walked out and I was with my cousin and my cousin was like, that was shit. (laughs) I was like, oh no, it was quite nice in places. And she was like, no, it was shit. Um, But it's one of those films that has just somehow become a classic. Like it is, you know, and I think it is because it's a Christmas film. Imagine that film without Christmas. I don't know if anybody would be... Yeah. 
particular like I th- that was smart. Well, Richard Curtis, that was very very smart. There was a twentieth century, a uh, twentieth century, twentieth anniversary special that's just aired in the US. So with all of the some of the old cast got together and uh, Richard oh. Curtis, but I think Bill Nye was saying uh, it's got into the language of our of our nation where people watch it yeah. when they're sad, they watch it when they're lonely, and or they watch it at Christmas every year. So it's just become part of our lives. And just as he's come up twice now, it seems though he spoke about living and love actually. I have actually, I've actually met Bill Nye. Um, what? Yes, and it was after I'd been to. God, this was, oh God, it must be nearly 10 years ago. And um, I'd been to like those like summer Hyde Park gigs that they do. And it was um, the vaccines, Mumford and Sons, Empire of the Sun. And gosh, just name drop, name drop, name drop, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Arcade Fire, that's who the, the headline was. So me and my friend had been, it was like a bit of a festival day. So obviously you're a bit boozy by the time you leave. And we decided to walk back from Hyde Park walking through Soho and who is coming towards us eating frozen yogurt, but Bill Nye. And I had to, I like, was like, Bill Nye <laughs> in his <laughs> face. And, <you> know, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> um, and we had a good old little chat with him. I was talking to him like he was my long lost friend, like, what are you doing in Soho? <laughs> and he was like, I live here. Um, I was like, oh, right. Um, he is the nicest person you could ever meet. He was so nice. Um, and actually a couple of weeks ago, I saw him at King St. Pancras, but decided not to bother him again. But I have a selfie with Bill yeah. Murray because- It's me, Paul. Night, so yeah, <laughs> remember me? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, but Bill, Na- but, <laughs> sorry, a bit, a bit of a sidebar there, but like, yeah, um, Bill Nye is a legend and- he, is, he is definitely one of the best. He is one of the best strands in Love Actually as well, because there are some strands I could do without. Oh, some of them are um, rough. Yeah, which which is your least favorite strand of Love Actually? I I hate, I hate the guy who goes to America. <laughs> I, I hate that guy. I'm yeah. also not a fan of the guy with the signs. What a creep! But the uh, the American guy is my least favorite. Yeah, there are some of like the the guy with the signs. I can yeah, it's Andrew Lincoln, which helps. Um, yeah, Ke- Kira Knightley saying, "I'm quite pretty." Yeah, actually, I look quite pretty. <laughs> um, that's a moment I could live without. Um, so I think it. I basically think it's Bill Nye. I think the Bill Nye strand fun. Um, yeah, the Emma Thompson and Alan oh, Rickman so is good. obviously a heartbreaker. I think the Rowan Atkinson strand is pre- pretty good. Oh, you like that? The Rowan Atkinson. When he's packing the thing. Yeah, so funny. And then he comes oh. back at the end with at the airport. He's like, so sorry, puts his gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I don't like that bit. It just, it, 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 maybe it's because it's done so well. Like Alan Rickman is so annoyed because that's how I would just be like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, not, I'm not a fan about that Rowan Atkinson bit. And then the other... The Hugh, the Hugh Grant, that's a that's a good strand. Oh yeah, this is the iconic strand. bit. And the Colin Firth strand, they're the ones that I'm really tuning in for. The rest can sort of just not interested. See, I don't like the Colin Firth one. Have I have I dreamt it, Gareth? Or have we had a conversation about this this month? What love actually? Love actually. Yeah, we had a full on text message thing about it because you were saying yeah. uh, you said something that annoyed me, so I I, uh, I disagreed <laughs> with you straight away. 
<laughs> and then back uh-huh. and forth we went for about 10 minutes. Yeah, 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 for ages. Oh, and I could also do without the um, Martin Freeman. Um, the, yeah. It is funny though. Strand. It is funny. <clears throat> is it? When I, I'm just wondering if you want to go out with me. Can you get that on your 3D telly? <laughs> I was enjoying that you just, you sent the line. <laughs> for us, you were doing a backwards and forwards motion, but yeah, no one will see that. There's none of that. That, you, that they've been robbed. The viewers have been robbed. <laughs> so I feel like okay. this is going to be quite high on the list because we've, you know, we've, We've got a yeah. lot to say about it. Here's one I'm going to throw out there because I know it's going to be controversial because Gareth doesn't like it, which mm. we argue about every year since we've been mates, I think, is Elf. So I'm team Gareth with this. It just doesn't no! do anything for me. Sorry. And I love Will Ferrell and I know that everybody loves it. And again, it's a bit like it's a bit like the, the, the Coca-Cola advert. Everyone's like, Elf is yeah. Christmas. And I'm just like, I no, just find not. it a bit irritating. Yeah. That's exactly the same reason. Everyone loves it. And I hadn't seen so it. So now people are fish out of water story. <laughs> uh, and I think it works because the water doesn't come back to the fish. It's all, you know, set in New York. It's, I love it. Oh, it's just, oh, it's so, it's not my favourite Christmas film, but it's a good one. What people couldn't see then is they couldn't see Gareth doing his back and forth gyrating on the um, <laughs> thing. And they, Ellis literally was just stood there, like sat there with his hands over his mouth in absolute, like, I just like, can't believe it. Like when how people react when like England lose the World Cup or whatever. That was Ellison's yeah devastation. Not liking yeah, Elf. yeah, yeah. Sorry. The problem is I still haven't come to grips with the fact that I just thought Gareth was an anomaly, and I was like, that's fine. Gareth, I have to just <laughs> Gareth doesn't like it. But now there's you as well, Paul, that doesn't like Elf. Have that's you ever been just... in a room with so many people who doesn't who don't like Elf? I still haven't because uh, as far as we're right. I'm in this room. Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is why. But no. Virtually. No. <laughs> no. Oh, so that means Elf isn't going to make it. That's. I mean, I know that we are, we are an anomaly because so many people that I know yeah. do, you know, like, and everyone always quotes that, Santa, I know him or whatever. I'm happy for it is. to be on the list, but it's definitely not going to number one. My, my no. favourite things about Elf are the visual gags in there. Like when he gets hit by the taxi or when he's eating the gum, or when he's spinning around. The, yeah. It's all those bits. In fact, it's that like compilation of bits that is my favourite little section when it's like the music. And I do background. love, I do love Zoe Deschanel. I love oh, her. She's great. Um, but yeah, I just can't get on with it. So if it's going to be on the list, it, it can make it onto the list. I don't know why I'm dictating this. This isn't my, <laughs> this isn't my podcast. <laughs> Everyone's like, shut up. <laughs> but if it, you, you love it so much, I'm, I'm like, I think that love can boost it despite our, Hey, right. de- yeah, not number one. Paul's going to be like, and that was the Focus Film Podcast with me, Paul, <laughs> and my special guests. Uh, oh, God, I'll, sh- I'll shut up. Sorry. <laughs> it's funny. No, no, it no. It's really good. Um, um, Klaus, I know you've not seen it, Gareth. No, I didn't get a chance. Paul, have you seen Klaus? So, Gareth warned me that you would probably talk about this, because when I, so I messaged him yesterday, I was like, is there anything I should watch? To, so I broke my no Christmas films before December and I watched it today <gasps> and drum roll, Ellis suspense. It is brilliant. It yeah. is really. Oh, thank goodness. It's, it's the origin story that I didn't know I needed. Isn't it? It's brilliant. It really, it's really good. It's, it's 
fun and sweet and the animation's great and mm-hmm. yeah i i think yeah it's really good so thanks for bringing klaus to my life oh no worries i'm gonna chuck one in the holiday mm. <clears throat> yeah i like it i do like it i don't it's weird how you judge christmas films differently isn't it because like again if you took the christmas out of that would it be as well loved I just don't know if it would. Probably but. not. But is it that Christmassy? Like, obviously there's snow about where Cameron Diaz is. But I, yeah. I can't actually remember. I didn't watch it last year. I watched it year before. Well, they swap houses for Christmas, don't they, over the Christmas holiday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Necessarily- but is there that many references to Christmas itself? I'm not disputing it being a Christmas film. It is a Christmas film, but mm. I just mean... I put it on the same rung as Love, actually. I'd put it on mm. the... I have that same sort of thinking about it because it's like stellar cast... Love actually is not really about, it's about love, isn't it? It's not about Christmas, just set around Christmas time. But I feel but like, like there's some Christmassy. Christmas films, like Home Alone, for example. I need to watch that before Christmas. I think yeah. I could watch The Holiday in between Christmas and New Year and be okay with it. I think I'd be like, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the, I, but do you know what? I think it's it's the cast, isn't it, in The Holiday? Like Kate Winslet, mm. I would watch in anything. Jack um, Black, Dustin Jack Hoffman. Jack Um... And it's just half minute in it. Mm, he's a cameo, but still, he's in it. Oh, um, I love the story with um, Kate Winslet and that old screenwriter guy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, it's a nice one. It's funny, though, because quite a lot, I wouldn't, like, you know, you're talking about Home Alone, you have to watch. I wonder how many of these would make the top five if we had, hadn't limited it to this century. Um, Interesting, but but I would say another one that I do. So I I'm happy for the holiday to be in the top five. Um, I am a fan of nativity, like yeah, yeah. It's just fun, isn't it? It's just nice, and it's the kids, and it's you know that sparkle and shine song like gets stuck in my head. I, I'm the first a big fan of that few one. years of watching because I watched it maybe like two years on the trot, three years on the trot, and I was thinking, oh god, I can't be asked with this. But as soon as it comes on and the kids are doing their auditions and it's hilarious. And uh, what's his name? The assistant teacher, Mr. Mr. Poppy. Mr. Poppy. Yeah. He annoyed me first time, but now I love him. No, nah, he's great. a legend. Yeah, he is a legend. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. a fan of that. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. So we need a shortlist now, I think. The, the one that I think I want to mention, and I feel like you're both going to shoot me down, but I just want to mention, get it out and, you know, get it out in the open. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey one. Oh yeah, I like it. Okay, good. Because a lot of people, do, it splits. People either like, love it or hate it. And I yeah, love it. I, I think it's all right. <laughs> oh, there okay. So people don't either <laughs> love it or hate it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's all right. I like the style of it. I think it's very good in sort of, capturing the Zeus um, thing. Do you know what's not on here, actually, the list that you said that I do like too, is, and it, it might be, like people are probably go, what? Um, I actually really like that um, Daddy's Home 2. <laughs> you know, the one with... Um, <laughs> I didn't expect Will that Ferrell, I didn't expect that. <laughs> talking of Will Ferrell, like the people are going, what, you don't like Elf, but you like Daddy's Home too? Um yeah, quite. I think that one is. I haven't quite seen it. I haven't no, seen it. I haven't seen it. So we need to nail this list. Yes. So we've got so far the holiday elf, 
Nativity, uh, Love Actually, Klaus, Klaus, Grinch. Any others? Was that the was that the long list? I think that's the long. I argue maybe we take the Grinch off because not okay. none of us were like, yeah, that has to be on there. So then okay. that gives us our five. So we've got our five. We just need to pick an order. I'm going to say it. I think Love Actually is number one. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'll back that. I'll back that. And I think yeah. Elf is number five. If you guys aren't as big of a fan, I think it's only fair. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm also fine with that. <laughs> we are both fine with that. Hans. Yeah. <laughs> and then out of Klaus, the holiday nativity, my favourite is Klaus, but I... I'm happy to go with you two with on that. I'll leave it to you two. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be happy for that to be number two because um, it, it is actually despite what everything else we've been saying about, would it be, obviously it's a Christmas film, but it is really well made. It's really, you know, the animation's great. So yeah, I think number two. And then my instincts are saying Nativity third, Holiday fourth. I, I'd be up for that. I concur. Because we all pretty agreed on the Nativity there, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, so Love Actually first, actually. Klaus second, Nativity 3rd, The Holiday 4th, Elf 5th. They are our top five films, Christmas films of the 21st century. And a blog will be going up soon with that top five list on it. And there'll be like a, what nearly made it on there, which don't worry, Paul, I'll make sure Daddy's Home too is on that list. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Please don't send me, don't send us any, me any hate about liking Daddy's too and not Elf. Um, <laughs> just direct your love of Elf towards um, Ellis and we'll uh-huh. be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. nice well there we go that that's that done and now we need to talk about film club gareth to round it off yeah so last thing. S- something yeah. new we want to try is basically picking a handful of new releases and spinning a wheel to decide what that new release is going to be so i have a wheel up we just need to input some films that have come out this month so mm-hmm. which ones do we want to put on there gareth i thought you had the list just bring this on me Sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, we had, I can remember we had Weird, the Al Yankovic film as well. Yeah, one of the, options. the menu, I guess, would go on there. The menu. What else Spirited. have we seen? Spirited. What else? Disenchanted? No. Re- released in December or in. Released November? in November. Okay. So I don't know why I'm, again, once I'm, I'm inserting myself into. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> You're like, why don't we talk about. I have a film I did see this month that you haven't seen yet. Is flesh and bones? Flesh no, and bones. hang on. What's it called? No, hang on. Wait, I'm talking it the wrong thing. Um, it's the cannibal one. Bones and all. Oh yes, with flesh Mark and Rylance and, and Timothy. Yes, and Timothy Chalamet. And mm. um, I'm really keen for you two to hurry up and watch this. Yeah, it's I in cinema still, to, isn't it? I need to talk. I need to talk about it. Um, okay. So. I mean, you can feel free, obviously, not to put that on the wheel. <laughs> no, no, let's, I mean... Put it on. It's the risk. Let's put it on. I think that's it's it. It's the risk we it? take. Uh, violent, oh no, that's December, isn't it? Violent Night. Mm-hmm. Although we are going to see that next week. We could... What, you think, throw Violent Night in there as well? Just because we're going to see it anyway, so... Sure. This is exciting. And there's the Gun is the Galaxy Holiday Special we could throw in there if you wanted to. But no, mm-hmm. keep it at five. Keep it at five. Okay, I'm spinning the wheel. Does it make a noise? No. It does to me. Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> it's Violent Night, 
Oh, oh there's applause noise now. <laughs> there's applause. There we go. So, Violent Night has been picked as our new release. And that's quite fitting because I am in charge of picking the old release this time. And I'm picking The Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's 30 so years excited. old. <laughs> I, feel like, right? I feel like I've won a. I feel like I've won a prize when you said that. <laughs> like, an, like I won an award. I've now won an award by. Uh, you have. So now, in two weeks' time, we will talk about Violent Night and Muppet Christmas Carol. We will spoil those films when we're discussing them, and you can watch them both, and then listen to the podcast, and you'll be able to. It's a film club, so you'll watch, and then we'll all meet up to discuss it in two weeks' time. And will you be wa- will you be watching the extended version of Muppets Christmas Carol? I think I'm going to have to now. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. have to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't I believe choice. that film is 30 years old. That makes me feel. Ancient. Yeah, I saw it in the cinema and I got a tub of ice cream. It was a school trip. A tub of ice cream. I would have, but I wasn't born. Oh god, that makes me feel. He was born in 1999. Do you know that? Should he should he be drinking wine? He's <laughs> <laughs> past my bedtime actually. Actually. <laughs> Well, thank you, Paul, for joining us. Thank you for having me. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, love to have I you have. back again. <laughs> of course. Well, it's my podcast now, isn't it? Isn't that? What it is. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to come back again. Is what we should have said. Yeah, yeah. we'd love it if we could. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you'll have us, yeah. Paul, I'll let you know. Thanks for listening. I have been Paul Williams with my guests Ellis Barthorpe and Gareth Bradwick. You can follow us on at Focus Film Blog and read new reviews on focusfilms.online. With thanks to Charles Whitcomb for that brilliant theme music.